ED. Yo. I feel like one of those like jilted lovers. Like I, I should probably just get over it. But this huh? week is like a reminder, right? Huh? I gotta see him again. I gotta see Defoe in different colors. I don't know how I feel about this. I'm glad you explained that because I was <laughs> trying to see where you were going with that one. But all right, okay. This is the Believe 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is the world champion, Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on the show. We're back to talking football, of course. Niners back from a bye as they'll be taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Sunday night football affair, of course. So we'll break that down for you. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about uh, all my feelings towards Defoe uh, and, and what's transpired since then. And... Uh, now, hopefully, you know, there, there won't be a lot of tears on Sunday. At least I hope not, but I don't know. We'll see. So there's that. Uh, quarterback situation as well, because it wouldn't be a Niner season if we weren't talking about the quarterbacks, right? So you got that going for us. Yeah, there's um, that. And as always, want to continue to encourage you to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there is a like or a follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead and hit that like or follow button. Uh, go ahead and, and subscribe on YouTube as well. We're now also available on YouTube. Uh, hit us up. Feel free to get involved in the conversation on Twitter. I'm at our Haylock. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore and on the old Instagram I'm at watch Ray Ray he is at Eric Davis underscore 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 that's four times in case you're scoring at home um and then as always we're brought to you by the fine folks at bet online go ahead and head on over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code Believe 50, that's B-L-E-A-V, five zero fifty like 50 cent, like in the club, like that dude, yeah, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for this 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Now, uh, Niners enter this game not in last place, so got that going for us. Uh, two and three overall on the year. Um, mm-hmm. That'd be one game under five hundred. In case you're scoring at home for the the uh, the Seahawks, they're in last place. They're bringing up the rear. They're two and four in the the NFC's Western Division. As for the Colts, they're two and four, but that's good enough for second place in the AFC South. So you got the Colts coming into town, taking on the Niners off of a bye. We should probably start with the quarterbacks, but first, ED, I'm in my feelings. So okay. let me hear this. In, in case you didn't know, I'm still not over it, right? And we we kind of were getting into this on the last pod, and we kind of like I I I I had to show some restraint, uh-huh. right? I, I didn't really want to get into it because if I knew if I got into it, we would have been going, right? We just kept going, right? And 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 so. The fact of the matter is, look, the decision was made, and hindsight is always twenty twenty. Uh-huh. But even in the moment, I was for keeping Defoe, letting Armstead walk if you have to, or trade him so you can get something in return. Yeah. Yada yada yada. Anyways, I got a text the other night from a buddy of mine, big time Niners fan. He's like, "Dude, can we just trade Armstead and Ken Law for Defoe and bring him back? Because that's essentially what we got out of that deal." Sounds good. I'd sign up for it. Obviously, don't know that that's necessarily on the table. However, the choice was made. I still don't think it was the right choice. 
I still think if you're throwing money around, you could have threw that money to 99 and, and, and had him still be, you know, stalwart on, on that defensive line and you could have filled in the pieces where have you. And so he's going to come back to the field of jeans, as you call it, for the very first time wearing different colors. And I mean, he's going to have an impact, right? Because that's just what he does, right? He's an impactful player. That's what he does. And so uh, this is going to be tough to watch uh, for me on Sunday. Um, what is it you want me to tell you to, to um, pacify your conscience? I don't know, man. This is why you're here. I mean, you're like my my counselor, my, my you, you, this okay. is kind of what you do, you know? And you, you unknowingly signed up for this. I don't know if you know yeah, this you're right. I did not know <laughs> this part. You, you talk about didn't read the fine print in the contract. <laughs> did not know that that's this was going to happen but it but this is, on a weekly this, is, basis. this is the thing that you have to just deal just live with um it's over let it go deal's been made um should should they have kept the other player um should it been default over armstead because those were the choices you had they weren't going to pay both of them obviously could have, but they made a decision that they weren't going to pay both of them. So now who do we sign? They decided to sign Armstead. I've already explained why. He's their guy. They drafted him. They uh, they look good if he performs well. He's a number one pick. They're going to give him every opportunity to make them look good. Guys, get you talk about getting up in their fields. You draft a guy. You want him to perform well. Yeah. You, you, you want to show that you know how to do your job. Yeah. Um, from a coaching standpoint, you want to show that you were correct when you have a hand in selecting the groceries, when you, when you, at least when you're making a grocery list, you want to make certain that you prepare the meal properly. All of these things come into play. So that's what it is. He's gone. They decided. They made a decision. Let it go. Move on. Move on. Um, I'm still, I said it on the last spot. I'll say it again. Eric Armstead is not playing poorly. He's actually playing that. really well. You said that. You said he's that. actually playing really well, and um, I think that ninety nine is going to be fine. He's just hurt right now. His body is not holding up. I mean, he's a big man. You talking um, about our ninety nine, not defense. I'm, I'm talking about yeah. our ninety nine. I mean, and he's playing. At, he, I mean, that's a big man that plays a grown man position where he's banging heads and banging bodies, and his body's just not completely one hundred percent right now. He's going to be fine. Like I said, I think it'll be a push at the end of the day. Um, signing Eric Armstead it was not a mistake. It wasn't a mistake. I wouldn't trade both of those players for default. Fine mistake. Um, he's playing well. He's he's playing well. You're getting caught up in the fact that he's not getting these crazy sack numbers. Well, that's not who he is. That's not who he's ever been. He had one year, right? His entire career, he had one year where his sack numbers were up. Okay. Can, that that's an anomaly contract that's an anomaly. year but that that's an anomaly that's not who he is that's not who he is so every player is going to have that year and you know you've heard me say that so many times everybody just like a, a player will have you know that one good year players will have that one bad year these things can always happen now the question is how low is your floor how low is your floor on that bad year how high is your ceiling on your good year um, and where do you, so that'll tell you your normal range, where, what you're going to be in between. 
but he's playing and doing the things that are necessary within the defense, the way they utilize him, the what they want him to do. He's doing a good job of it. So the question is not, should they have kept the other guy? It's you got to look at what the guy that they did decide to keep, how is he playing and how is he being utilized? And was the other guy a guy that you could utilize in that same manner? So all of the, there are a lot of different things that come into play, but the number one thing is that he wasn't, he wasn't the guy that they drafted. <laughs> Default wasn't the guy that they drafted. So that's why he's gone. And, that, and that's the two things, right. That bother me. Right. Like, this well, that's gonna bother you forever. That's just football, bro. You yeah, get a new yeah, GM. Yeah. If a new GM comes to the 49ers next season, he's gonna run, he's gonna start slowly running guys out of town that he didn't draft. Dude, it happened when I was a Niner. It was it happened when I was a Niner. When Dwight Clark, when DC and um and Vinny Serrato started moving into the front office and making personnel decisions instead of Carmen Policy, instead of John McVay, instead of Alan Webb and Tony Rosano and all the guys that brought us all in and made the Niners the Niners, when those guys moved to the front office, they started trying to get their guys in. They were drafting guys and do it. That's why Ricky sent Ricky on waters. That's why Sugarfoot didn't get offered a contract. It's why I didn't get offered a contract. It's why they didn't pick up Dion's contract. It, 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 I mean, you can go down the list. There were guys they had because they had guys that they wanted to play. They had drafted guys. Uh, and those guys were never going to get on the field. That's just a part of it. They had to get their guys on the field. So the easiest way to let us go, because they couldn't just cut us, it wouldn't make sense to cut these guys, all the stuff. So it's, you know, you get in the papers. <laughs> well, we're trying to get a deal worked out. Like I said, when, when my time was up, Eric, Eric is our highest priority. We're trying to get something worked out. We're trying to do it. We're trying to get it done. And I'm like, okay, I never, I never got offered a contract. Everybody was like, oh, he left for the money. Like, I can't sign if you don't offer me a contract. I literally called George Seifert and said, George, I don't want to go anywhere. So why don't you talk to them? And he was like, E, I don't want you to go. It's out of my hands. I don't do the contracts. I'll keep talking to them. And that's it. Dion didn't pick up his option. Ricky Waters didn't offer him a contract. <laughs> so Things like that happen because you had other guys there. So now that back to is people, foolish. It was no, that, foolish that, then, and it's foolish now. Even. That's the business of football. When a new guy comes in, he has to show that he can do his job. Because remember, I've always told you, you can't hide anything in the NFL. If you're not efficient at your job, it doesn't matter if you're the groundskeeper or the general manager. If you're not efficient at your job in the NFL, you will get fired. I get, I get that. Everybody. I get, I get that. New regimes come in. They want their guys. Mm -hmm. This, that, and the other. Like, I get that. Like, that's part of it, right? Yeah. That that part sort of bothers me in a sense because, like, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, who are we talking about here, right? Are we talking about, you know, the 52nd man on the roster? Are we talking about, like, generation? Like, Dion was a generational talent, right? Like, you put furniture in the building, right? Like, Defoe. Mm -hmm when he was traded was arguably top two at his position in the league, only behind Aaron Donald for, for, from the Rams. Right. So like stuff like that is like, like, where do you draw the line? Like to me, I feel like that's taking a little bit too far a, and then B the other part of that, which, which bothers me is you mentioned it earlier, right? Best year of his career, right? Mm -hmm. Contract year mm -hmm. took the bait. They took the bait. No, no, they didn't take the bait. They knew that they knew what was going on. 
but uh, but but again you what you look at is do we want to play the guy who's not our guy with the understanding that we may not be able to keep our guy you you either had to you had to sign Defoe to an extended contract and then decide, are we going to do the same thing with our number one pick that we are tied to? Are we going to let him walk? One of them had to go because you got to decide how much money you're going to put into it. And, and, you, and everybody can say, oh, they could have paid both of them. Then Bosa is going to come down the road. Yeah. So you're looking at that and you're saying, well, OK, that that kid looks like the number two pick. We're going to have to pay him some money here in a couple of years. So you'd have default on a contract um, with three years left. You'd have Armstead on a contract with four years left. And then here comes Bosa that you got to decide what to do. Somebody was going to leave. You weren't going to be able to keep all three of them. No, I get that. that. And that's the business of it. Is it different for a guy playing a former team when he – left as a free agent or you know was not offered a contract what have you versus being traded uh, i don't know i don't know i was never You're never traded right i was never traded so i don't know i, I know they, i know they tried they they i mean teams tried to tried to trade for me often i mean like the saints you know i found out later in life damn near every season they were trying to trade for me um, um Who that? But, but it makes sense because i always played well against them um even in Carolina, I always I, I used to love playing the Saints because um, it, it was just, their fans were just ridiculous. But anyway, that's a whole different story. But um, I, I I just know playing against a former team, people always I think people just put too much into it. it for me, it was practice. It was like being at practice. It really was. I, people, I mean, I had you gone, people, you mean like outsiders or like people? Yeah, like I think players? outsiders. Outsiders yeah. put too much into it to, to where it's like it's this major thing and guys are all geeked and focused and I got a ball out and I got – it's it's Like what I'm most, doing right now, essentially, right? <laughs> it's one of the most relaxing games you'll ever play. It's it's literally one of the most, most relaxing games you'll ever play because you are going out and you know everything about the guys. I, I mean, it, it, going against the 49ers, going against Steve Young, Going against Jerry Rice and, and all the guys that are out there. You know how many times I had covered these dudes? You know how many reps we had had? I, I guarantee you, I had more reps than I had more reps than anybody on planet Earth. I guarantee this day, I guarantee you, head to head, I got more reps against Jerry Rice than anybody who's ever played defensive back. Because all day, every day, I was I was covering this guy. So playing a game, it was it was just us going out and competing. I knew the offense. I knew what they were going to do. I knew what guys, what they were good at, what they were bad at. Um, you, you know what I'm saying? I knew how they were going to try to play me. So it's really, it's really a simple thing. And I'm telling you, it's just relaxing. People put so much into it thinking that you're just going to be geeked out. Yes, I want to win a game. I, I'm going to be focused. I'm going to do my job just like I competed against the guys at practice every day. But um, I mean, th- this is how intense it was when I went against the Niners. Jerry Rice and I would start a conversation asking about the families, how are the kids, what's going on, what's happening, how are you feeling, how's the body holding up, all these type things. And then, you know, we break off, and, you know, because we come out early and we have our routines and, and like it was. And, you know, you see them, you'd hug them and, you know, talk and catch up. Then we go in, get dressed and come out for pregame. Then the game would start and we'd pick up the conversation again. And it's like Jerry and I would be sitting there talking um, you know, between plays and we'd have a conversation. Then, you know, he'd go to huddle. I go to huddle. We'd line up, we'd play against one another. 
um, the snap is over, we continue talking. <laughs> we, we'd literally hold a conversation. <laughs> Whenever we were near one another, we'd, we'd have, if we had questions, we'd ask questions, we'd do something. If I made a good play, he'd say good play. He made a good play, good play, man. That, that was it, no, no big deal. You know, some, something's happened, danger's coming. He's like, watch out, he watch out, move your leg. You, you know, that's I do the same thing for him. I wasn't trying to see, I wasn't trying to get him hurt. But now when we're when the ball's in the air, I'm trying to make the play, he's trying to catch it. Yeah. It's not so that's what I'm saying. You as a fan, you're looking like I gotta, I gotta do this. Defoe is looking at it like we are, you know, we gotta win a game. We've won two. I'd like to win three. That's all he's looking at it as. That's how I looked at playing against against the Niners when I played against them. That is it's that simple. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. You alluded to it earlier. Uh, no Ken Law this week. He's out. Um, so you're going to be missing him on that defensive line. He hadn't practiced all week. He's got a knee injury. Maurice Hurst, uh, another body on that defensive line. He's got a calf. He will be out as well. Turn things over to the offensive side of the ball. And, I mean, this, you know, the bigger conversation right now that I'm, you know, kind of out my feelings Trey Lance and Jimmy G. <laughs> oh, I got you out of your feelings, though. Good. I'm glad you understand that now. That's let that go. Yeah, let, it's over. Let it go. Whether whether it was a mistake or not, let it go. Um, last thing I'm gonna say about my time with the Niners, Dwight Clark actually, Tim McDonald uh, told me one day that DC actually told him later. Um, you know, if this was like a couple years later, he said, you know, you, you were right. We messed up. I had no idea he was that good. We should never have let him go. Timmy was like, I, I, I don't have anything else to say. There's nothing else I can say. Yeah. I can't, I can't yell at him anymore. I can't tell him he screwed up. I can't mess with him. Like I need a corner. I can't do like, what else can I say? So that's, that's where I, I hope you are with default that you understand that they, they made a decision Right or wrong, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's done. So now let's go to the quarterback situation. John Lynch, call me. Tell me. Tell me what, whatever it is. John Lynch, there you go. That, 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 <laughs> that'll help me. Um. <laughs> now, now on to the quarterbacks. Jimmy G, Trey Lance. That's it. Five and ten. Five and ten. Now, now on to the quarterbacks. On to the quarterbacks. Waiting on you, John. Waiting on you. That's um, it. All right. That's so, it. so coming off the bye, so – Trey's hurt, apparently, right? <laughs> Coming off the bye, Trey's hurt. He hadn't practiced all week. He finished the game against the Cardinals, however. And I'll give you John's number so you can call him. All right. I mean, we need to hash this out. Okay. Right? Maybe, maybe, hash it out. maybe, maybe, we'll maybe, maybe hug it out. Just Remind me. Oh, all, right. Finish. Okay. All, all right. right. Keep going. So he played the entire game, right? Didn't really show any mm-hmm. ill effects of any injury or anything like that. Play the entire game, go through the bye week, come back, practice starts. Jimmy G's on the practice field, no Trey Lance. Where's Trey? Haven't seen Trey. Trey hadn't practiced all week. There's been no sight of Trey. Um, if you read some of the reports from the beat writers and stuff that have been out there uh, watching watching the early portion Trey of practice. witness protection? Yeah. <laughs> the early portion of practice, which, by the way. Trey off in and, Montana somewhere. And, I, and this, is, this, is so, this is so ridiculous, but. Like, honestly, and, and I, I want to say it's like this throughout the league. I mean, media is allowed for that first part of practice, and you really get to see nothing. Like, you see stretches, maybe yeah. some individual work, and that's it. Like, you're out there for about 15, 20 minutes tops, and then that's it. That's done on it. purpose. 
That's that's intentional, right? Because coaches don't want you reporting on anything game plan oriented or a guy lines up, you know, a certain way on a trick play, this, that, or the other. They don't want any of that stuff out there, right? Coaches are the most paranoid people on the planet. So that's done intentionally. Coaches of the past had all the trees cut down. (laughs) Couldn't climb trees. So, I mean, for all we know, I mean, you know, Trey, after the media left, Trey could have came out there and, you know, maybe went through some stuff, did some side work, what have you. We we don't know. But just from what the media saw that was there, they ain't seen Trey. Jimmy is expected to be 100% by Sunday, according to Kyle. Well, no one's 100%. That's a lie. (laughs) Right? The only only time you're 100% is the first day of training camp. But anyway. So Jimmy's going to start. Right, like J- Jimmy's back in there, so it's okay. like, is it J- is apparently Jimmy did Jimmy didn't lose his job, right? I mean, like he's he's still the guy for now. Who said he lost his job? Well, and yeah, I I I don't I didn't I didn't necessarily we never said that he lost his job, yeah. but there was a thought that you know maybe Trey maybe this would be the beginning of the Trey Lance era, you know, starting you know a couple of Sundays ago in Arizona. Looks like that's not going to happen now. So here comes Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Um, is it safe to say, at least for the foreseeable future, that D- Jimmy's running the show here? Uh, no, it's not safe to say. Um, Jimmy never lost his job. Um, at no point did Kyle say that Trey was going to take over. I I just personally think it's time for him to take over. Uh, so that you can figure out what type of plan you want, because your plan is obviously not to move forward with Jimmy, um, because you're not putting everything in place for him to be successful. I've seen you be successful with Jimmy within this offense, within Kyle, within his offense, within your brain, within your playbook. I've seen you be successful with Jimmy. I don't see any of that. The offense looks um, just so out of sorts right now. There's no consistency whatsoever. There's no rhythm to it. Um, So what's your plan? And your plan is, and he started day one, that I'm going to sprinkle this guy in and there'll be times to use him. So I think he has split focus on what it is he wants to do. So which quarterback do you want to build around and make a plan for and have the, all the intent. And I think on the pod after the pod, I was telling you the main, the main thing, I don't know if I said this on tonight. If I said it before, you can stop me. The main thing that you gotta you gotta look at, and I and I and I was telling you about the, the Greg Roman when Greg and I were talking about some things, and, and he was just talking about um, when they were getting ready to play. Yes, you know, yes, they were getting ready to play the Lions. Yeah, and he and and Dominican Sue was in there, and the way he attacked and the way he was doing things, it could disrupt a lot of things. So they were. So this was a few weeks earlier before it was like two or three weeks down the road when they were going to play the lions and we were greg and i were sitting there at practice and he was talking about some plays that he was putting in and um he and i were on the sideline he was telling me about it and he was like this i i don't even expect this to work this week i don't expect this to work i don't expect to do this and he was like this isn't even about them he was like but i gotta run this play three four times um i gotta make certain i get it in he said it won't be a good play he was like maybe because he said it's not a bad play but i don't expect it to work against this group of guys because the players aren't doing what sue is going to do and i'm like sue he was like yeah he was like i'm putting this in for them down the road Mm. i'm putting this play in for three weeks later 
because it's gonna it's gonna be big against them, and we're gonna wham that guy. I'm gonna have juice coming across you. I'm gonna have tight ends. I'm gonna have linemen, but I'm gonna do all of this stuff that's gonna affect him, but it's not gonna affect these guys. And he said, I'm gonna counter offer that with other plays. So that's what I'm saying. When you have a plan, a play caller, a play designer is not just drawing up plays for that day. He is the intent. That's why you. You hear me say it a lot. What's the intent of the play? What am I trying to create? What am I trying to do? Who am I trying to influence? And that's what I say. You got to have a plan on what it is you're doing and the guys you're doing it with because you want things to look a certain way because you know down the road you got to attack other people. So you're not just running plays for Sunday. Again, when they play the Colts on Sunday night, they're not just running plays to attack them. They're running plays to attack the Rams. They're running plays to attack the Cardinals. They're running plays. You're looking at other guys. So where? So who is the quarterback you want to build that intent around? Mm. That's what I'm saying. Jimmy never lost his job, but I don't see that he has a straight plan on how he wants to function with Jimmy. Jimmy's a good enough quarterback to win. There's no question. I don't have to. I don't care what anybody watching this, listening to this. I don't care what any of you guys think that that disagree with me. I'm telling you, I don't care what you think. The reason I don't care what you think is because you can't tell me you can't win with Jimmy. I've seen it. I've seen him do it. I can look at his record. I can trust my own eyes. I've I've seen it. I synced it <laughs> with these right. right here. That's I've right. seen him win. So you can't tell me that you can't win with him. You can't tell me you can't win big with him. I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear it. You can't tell me you can't win a Super Bowl with him because I saw him play well enough in a Super Bowl to win it. He didn't save it. He didn't save the Super Bowl, which that that story would have been dead if he had saved it with if the overthrow wasn't there. But he he played well enough. He didn't lose it. The defense did. did period. Period. So um What's your that's that's where I am with right there with the offense. So that's what with the quarterback situation. So um, Trey, if he's hurt, he can't play um, just like Jimmy. But oh, and I'm gonna let you talk about this one. I'm going to be quiet because I've been running my mouth. and I, I know people probably watch this. They probably watch this and listen to this and be like that man. He talks a lot. Um, but this is the question that I want to throw out there to all to everyone that always questions Jimmy Garoppolo's availability. How many games did Trey play? Mm. He started one game, right? Started one game. And he got hurt. They played five games total. He started one game. One okay. game, he didn't see the floor. He didn't, he didn't see the field at all. Okay. That's a, that's a grand total of four. So he's been on the field for four games. He's been on the field for four games, and he's already hurt, not about to play. Yeah, four. Okay. All of y'all lose your mind because Jimmy Garoppolo can't stay healthy. Mm. Y'all lose your mind mm. saying you can't have a quarterback that's not available. Trade mm. out there. This is this is this is week six in the NFL, and he's hurt already. I'm just saying. That's why I keep telling y'all football players get hurt, but where's the outrage? (laughs) Where's the outrage? Where are the picket signs that Trey 
is injury. Jimmy's injury prone. Trey's not. Well, Trey so gets, that's what I'm saying. It's ridiculous. Trey gets a pass. Now you talk. You Trey, talk. Trey, Trey gets a pass. He just got here. He just got here. He's got, he, he hasn't even been able to develop time to develop an injury history, if you will. Um, but I, I see I see your point. I, I, I take your point. And I agree with you. Look, there has not been the same outrage in terms of Trey not being able to stay on the field as there has been for Jimmy. And if you really think about it, like, all those other games that Trey played, I mean, it was a snap here, a snap mm-hmm. there. It was not a full game by. Any I tried game. to give him. I tried. You tried to give him four, but he played I, I, one I, game. I, he played one. He played game. one game, yeah. and um, and we ain't seen him since. He, uh, he's back somewhere in you know North Dakota or something. I I don't know. We don't know where he. We don't know where Trey. I don't know. According to the beat reporters, we ain't seen him. We ain't, they ain't seen him all week. He ain't been on the practice field. He, we we can only take you know Kyle's word for it that that he's there. But um, I mean, look, I, I think it's a valid point, and and I think that I think both can be right, right? I I, I think that Jimmy does have a history. Like there, I mean, there's there's just no two ways about it. Like Jimmy has this history of of, of not being able to make starts. Um, well, for the Niners, he does. But the only but Jimmy, the only thing that I can say about it. Jimmy Garoppolo's issue is the same thing that Trey did his first. And Jimmy hasn't done it since Jimmy tried to run over a full grown NFL defender and he blew his knee out against the chiefs. His, his first, he learned that guess what? Yeah. Trey Lance tried to run over full grown NFL defenders and he learned you can't do that. that. You're not, you're not built to take that quarterbacks. It's it's not even that they're not big and strong and they're, it's just, you, you gotta be calloused for that. And I know he ran the ball in the league. You can't just try to run over everybody um, like you did in college. You, you, you gotta learn when to take your shots and when not to, and he's got to learn that. And what, look what happened. He stepped on the landmine. There, there was a landmine right on the goal line. Yeah. And, and he stepped on it and he got blowed up. <laughs> so that's, so that's, that's what happened. Um, but, 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 I'm, but what I'm getting at since then, Jimmy Garoppolo's injuries, an offensive lineman fell on him. Is that Jimmy's fault? You get injured nonetheless, but that's not, that's not Jimmy. That's the offensive lineman. The outrage should be towards the offensive lineman that got forklift. No, seriously. That, that's, that, you should be mad at the offensive lineman who wasn't stout enough to, to keep from getting pushed back onto the quarterback. Uh, I think his last injury was someone, um, he got kicked or something like that. Another lineman. That's not Jimmy's fault. But, you know. You know, now this is coming from the guy who said it's time to play the other quarterback. Yeah, no, and, and you and you said it's time to play the other quarterback. I still say it's Jimmy's time. I'm I'm not I'm not quite yet there to say it's time to play the other quarterback. Now, talk to me in about three or four weeks, and and we can reevaluate and, and see where we are at that point. But I think right now at two and three, the rest of the season in front of you, I still would like to see Jimmy out there. Now, with and I'm going to double down on this. I think, and this further emphasizes the point that you made earlier in terms of having a plan, right? How can you have a plan? How can you how can you go into this game, you know, with being able to throw things in the game plan with eyes set on who you're going to play three weeks from now, four weeks from now, and this, that, or the other without really having 
a true definition of who your quarterback is going to be. So with that being said, develop that plan and you develop that plan with 10. You develop it with Jimmy and then you can start doing that and going forward as opposed to being having having a split focus, as you call it, you know, focused on Trey, focused on Jimmy. And I think by you. Yeah, go ahead. Question. Um, Along the lines of what you're saying, um, how do you create that plan, young sir, when you've already expressed by you, by you, I mean, the head coach has already expressed that his game plan for five is different than his game plan for 10. So how do you do that? And so that takes me to my next point. And and I'm glad you asked that because I'm at the point now and I would hope that Kyle has realized this. And I hope that we've seen this through the first five weeks prior to the bye that we don't need we don't need the sample sizes anymore. We, we don't need the, the, the little sprinklings of, of five anymore. I think that's it, it's shown in, in Kyle's ability to game plan or lack thereof that it's become more of a nuisance, more of a distraction than anything else because the offense just hasn't looked right. And hadn't looked right with 10 in there, hadn't really looked right with five in there either. And, and, and I attribute that to the split focus. So we take that away. Right, Jimmy, you're our guy. You're gonna play every freaking snap unless we got to carry you off the field and go from there. As opposed to making it a point and overemphasizing the fact that five has to get his reps each and every Sunday. I think I think we've seen it. I think we've gotten to the point now where we've seen that that's not really working. That's not really helpful, and I don't know that we necessarily need to go that route anymore. And I think that would help some things as far as his offense goes. So you're saying just build a plan around, build a plan around Kyle. I'm sorry, around 10 and just stick there. And just stick there. Well, I, you know what? I'm fine with that as well. I, and, but that's not the case. That's not going to happen. That hasn't been the case. So um, do, do you and, th- and, 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 I, and the reason I say that's not the case is because the head coach, I told you, I listened to him and I trust him. I, be- I have no reason to not believe what he says. And from day one, he has said that he is going to sprinkle him in there. Jimmy's my quarterback, but I'm going to use this other guy. And I agree with you that split focus seems to be causing problems for the consistency of the offense. That's obvious. I mean, they, they don't look good. They don't look like they know what the plan is um, as players on the field. They seem to have problems executing that plan, if so. Um, so it's either the players or the coach. If you got good enough players and it's not working, then it's got to be the, the plan. So it's, it's one or the other. So I don't I don't see that. Uh, I don't see that change. And I don't see him not using both quarterbacks because he do keeps think, saying he's going do you to. Think when Trey when Trey comes back and is healthy, you think we're still going to see more of what we saw in those first four to five weeks? I think you're going to see that until Trey is until he names Trey the starter. Until Trey, he the, names starter. Trey the starter, he's not going to bring Jimmy in. Well, yeah, but, of course. But as long right. as Jimmy's starting, he's going to continue to do that. See, I, I, there's something about, and you're probably right, but I feel like from my, from my parents point, I feel like we've seen enough and you got to get to the point where you're getting away from that. And look, you say what you want to say about Kyle as a head coach. You can say what you want to say about him as a leader of a man. You can say what you want to say 
about you know his, his swagger on the sidelines, demeanor, this, that, or the other. One thing that we know about Kyle Shanahan, which is true, is that he can devise a game plan, and he is one of the greatest offensive minds and play callers in the game today, right? So what we're seeing or what we've seen these first few weeks can't be described as anything else but an anomaly in in my opinion because Kyle knows offense right like yeah. he can roll out of, he can roll out of bed and and devise a game plan and be able to put up yards and points and things of that nature and 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 make it look fluid and seamless and and, and we just not have we just have not seen that and so i for for that reason i feel like it's time. And, and I, I would have hoped through through the bye week, the coaches would have seen the same thing. And look, I don't know what's going on with Trey. You know, they said he's hurt. This is Jimmy's time. And hopefully knowing that this is Jimmy's time, at least for this week, that that focus is a little bit more narrow. And we'll see what Kyle can do as a play caller. We'll see what Jimmy brings to this offense as the signal caller, which we've seen before when, when things are running smoothly. And the Niners look more like the Niners offense um, as opposed to what we've seen, you know, throughout these first few weeks, you know, with the exception of probably the Detroit game, you know, the offense hasn't looked great at all this year. You know, you know, um, all of that makes sense. You know, before the season started, you were saying don't even do the sprinkling of five in the game. Don't even put Trey in there. Um, but all of what you just said makes perfect sense, except not even accept. Uh, I just want to, in addition to what you said, think about this. Um, what if, and I'm smarter than the other guy, I'm smarter than the next man. Though, what if, and I'm smarter than the next man are two things that run, run head coaches, run head coaches. <laughs> head coaches worry about, they're paranoid. Yeah. Yeah, every head coach is paranoid. He's paranoid. They are, they are all they are all slaves to the what if. Um, what if this player gets hurt? What if this player plays well? What if this player does have another ten sack year? Um, and and that's not an anomaly. What and we don't sign him. What if this player um can happen to take over and be it what if this player yeah i win with them but what if he if that was just the best i'm going to ever get out of, out of him and also all of those things start to take over in a coach's head the what if because they don't get to play they just go through all these scenarios over and over and over and over and they question all of these type things and and you know that what if and then the other aspect of it, like i said i'm smarter than the next guy yeah i can draw up a scheme yeah I can make this happen. I have, I am a genius. I, I can do whatever I want to do. I can outsmart every defensive coordinator. I can outsmart um, any player on that field. I can set that player up. I don't care if he's an all pro. I, I can draw up something to get him out of position. That's what coaches do. Yeah, that's what that those those two factors are the most influential things that they deal with. Yeah, that the what if and I'm smarter than I'm smarter. every coach thinks he's. That's why you see a player go go to one team and like, okay, dude can't play. 
But then he gets picked up by another team. And you're like, God, he still can't play. And then he goes to another team. Oh, he still can't play. Because all of those coaches are like, I'm smarter than the last guy. I can can fix him. Yeah. I can fix him. Yeah. I can fix him. As opposed to he just can't play. It doesn't matter what the talent is. Like, sometimes you you just don't fit. You can't play. This isn't – the NFL isn't your niche. But they all think that they can do it. And if you don't believe that Kyle Shanahan falls and that everyone who's listening – and watch. If you don't believe, hopefully you're watching too. But everyone who doesn't believe that, look at the quarterback room last year. Look at the quarterback room. That's a room that was filled with backup players that a coach said, I can fix them. I, I can I can make these guys play. I can do things with these guys that no one else can. That just um, that's proof positive right there. Just look at the quarterback room from last year. I I can make anybody work within this system. I'm smart enough to do that. That can be a nuisance to a coach at times if they don't step back from that and just say, okay, let's figure out the big picture. Let's see what we got. Let's see why things working and let's play to our strengths as opposed to playing to my strengths. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast and the Believe Podcast Network. ED's keys coming up right around the corner. Keys to the Niners and Colts coming up uh, this weekend. Niners, of course, coming off the bye. And look, that that's all true. And we've talked about this before on this pod. You know, coaches think they can fix guys. And, and you know, look, even in my coaching, <laughs> my short coaching career on a much way smaller scale like there was even a part of that to me feeling like oh you know i can get i can get more out of this guy than maybe the last coach did or whatnot and so um so at that yeah. level then it's got to be ginormous i absolutely i wholeheartedly uh, agree with that and even having been around some pro coaches and even uh probably you know big time college coaches you know more to to a degree like you see that you know that you've had those you know you've had those talks um and you sort of understand that my thing here is this buy, although it came pretty early, you know how I feel about early bye weeks, ED. Um, mm-hmm. You kind of helped me realize, like, you know, the buy is a buy. It, it is what it is. It is. I, I just I just hope that this buy produced a, a hard reset and, and one of which goes – and one of which ends with let's just get back to the basics. Right. And, and and when I say that, I mean, let's just get back to doing what we do. Let's just get back to uh, to, to just playing, you know, Niner football without overthinking this thing. And, and that relates to the offensive side of the ball, not even not even defense, because um, it just it just appears to me that there's like it's just becoming way more difficult than it needs to be like they're they're like almost as if they're overthinking this thing. Like, let's just hit a hard reset. Let's just get back to the basics. Jimmy, you're our guy. Trey, you're our guy in waiting. And while you're waiting, you can just continue to wait. And Jimmy, here are the keys. Let's go until we got to carry you off the field or whatever, you know, God forbid. But let's let's just, let's, let's just go. Let's just do it. Kyle focuses on 10 running the offense, and that's it. Like, I – I want to believe that heading into this game against the Colts. And I, I, and I want to believe that this bye, if it hadn't done anything else, it's produced that sort of a mindset or that sort of thinking. Because what we've seen from this offense 
is less than stellar. And if if you can get a little bit more from your offense, if it even looks a little bit more than a little bit more like it's accustomed to looking, you're not even two and three right now, right? You're you're, you're above five hundred. You're looking more like a good football team as opposed to whatever that product on the field has been over the course of the first five weeks. So that that that's my hope, and that may be wishful thinking, but we'll see come Sunday what. It looks like and and not having not even having the option of Trey, I hope maybe that even spurs that on a little bit more for Kyle um, this week and his planning and his preparation uh, as Jimmy gets ready to be back in back in the starting lineup. Um, Well, no, let me just respond to that. Um, As you said, you said you want them to get back to playing Niners football and then you laid out your whole um, synopsis as to how they get back to playing Niners football you do realize that's exactly what they're doing right now um exactly what they're doing is you know the okay so supposedly Jimmy's our quarterback you heard it you've been hearing Jimmy's our quarterback um that's not changing Trey's not ready but he keeps getting on the field this bye week I'm just saying, Jimmy's our quarterback. Trey's not ready because of the injury. Um, And because he's not ready because of the injury, nothing really changed in the bye week because you didn't have to make a decision. You didn't have to say, okay, which quarterback do we want to go with? You got to go with the healthy one. You got two on your roster. So you got to go with the healthy quarterback. So no decision has been made. Nothing has changed. Um, and you got to stop saying they can get back to playing nine or football. They've played how many games? Five. Five. This is going to be their sixth game. They are playing Niners football. This is who they are. This is who they are. That's, that's what, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This is what they do. This is who they are. And nothing has, nothing has occurred to where a decision had to be made. This bye week came at a time, and like I said, I was I went into it saying, make a decision. It's time to make a decision. It's time to start the clock on the youngster quarterback. It's time for the rookie to get his shots and move forward If because he said I'd look at it if it got close. You said he played good enough to win. And, I, and someone tweeted me, and they said, well, couldn't that just be for this game? Absolutely. Absolutely. It could have been he it could have been looking at that opponent, that opponent, that day, that game, he played good enough to win, which means you are good enough to win an NFL football game, which means you are ready to be on the field. Hmm. If you were it, period, doesn't matter who the opponent is, because there is no such thing as an easy win in the NFL. So if he can play well enough to win against an NFL opponent, it's time for him to start playing against NFL opponents. That's what I was saying. None of those decisions have been made. So everything that you, that synopsis that you put out um, and everything that you talked about, it's um, not going to change. Nothing has changed. That is what they're doing right now. That's what they're saying. But none of that is going to change because nothing has occurred that's going to make them make a decision um, and change the, the course in which they're on right now. Yeah, no, I, I think that's true, but I think the one the one caveat in there is the fact that they did not have to make a decision this week, right? And because they didn't have to make a decision this week, 
Kyle doesn't even even have the option to think about, okay, what plays can I get in here for Trey? Right? Like every he knows Trey isn't an option. And because he knows Trey isn't an option, he knows everything has to be, you know, catered to to Jimmy. And because of that, he can devise that game plan specifically towards Jimmy without the distraction of having to mix in anything else. And I, oh, I think I think I think that you don't I'm, think I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you can't. Not even this week? No. Who's the backup? Sudfeld. Sudfeld's not gonna run around like Trey. So no, he's he's not, he's not. But he can't go too far, and he won't go too far, and he won't build around Jimmy too far because of who his backup is. Because you're because of who his backup is. His backup is Trey. His backup is Trey. Yeah, but Trey's not an option this week. Trey, Trey's not an option this week, but Trey is an option. Trey, Trey's not dead. So he's not going to, so he's not, so that's what I'm saying. He's not going to go all in and let's build this offense around this guy. Nor is he going to go all in and say, let's build the offense around five. That's why I'm saying he has to make a choice. And that, in this bye week, no choice had to be made. Until he makes a choice, until he decides, this is who I'm building my offense around. So you're saying a, 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 a definitive choice. A definitive where, choice has to be made, and he is the one who told me that. And the he fact that me, no choice has to be made this week does not change the way he attacks this week. No, no, because he can't go, but I don't think it's going to, because if that were the case, it would have, that was no different in week one, week two, when, when Trey had to, when Jimmy got hurt and Trey had to come in, he had a game plan set for Jimmy. Trey just couldn't run it. That's what he said, right? Sure. Correct? So, which means he's been going into it saying, I'm game planning for Jimmy. But what I'm saying is that he's not going all in and devising everything because I've seen him work with Jimmy when he was devising everything for Jimmy, I've seen this offense be extremely fluid. That's not happening right now because still over in the left corner of his brain, he's sitting here saying, you know, but what about this? He's drawing up, he's drawing up plays for the other guy. He's still focused on the other guy. That's not going anywhere because the other guy is still in uniform. Okay, so is this is this not is this an implication on Kyle in his ability to not compartmentalize and and do his job accordingly? Um, well, I'm again I'm going off of what he said. And what he said was that my, my backup quarterback did not the, the game plan was not drawn up for him. It was not drawn up for his strengths and and um you know, so we tried to do what we could do. I don't know. I don't know any other way to say it than and how can that be possible? How can any player be one snap away from being on the field and not know the game plan, not be able to participate in the game plan and do the job correctly? And if that is the case, if you are drawing up offensive plays that your backup quarterback can't run, that's bad coaching. It's almost it's like bad decision making. Like you got two different offenses, right? It's like, bad decision making. Well, you got the wrong guy, or you got the wrong guy backing up. If he can't run, if you can't be number two 
when you're one play away and not know, know what to do. You can't do it. That's not fair to the other 10 guys. You can't, you can't run out on the field and not know what to do. You can't play. You, dude, I've been out there. And, and, and people always, you know, I'm, I remember when guys used to sit here and say, I didn't get the call. And we used to laugh at guys. They're like, I didn't get the call. I, I didn't do it. And they're like, no, 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 no. You, you, maybe you played the wrong call. Maybe you, you know, you misunderstood or misheard what was said, but I know you got a call because I saw you actually play the play. Mm. A guy who doesn't get a call in football, you can watch it. You can watch the offense. You're going to see receivers. You're going to see linemen turning around looking when they don't have a snap count or something. A defensive player, he's jumping up and down, like moving his arms. You can't play football and not know what you're supposed to do. Mm. You are paralyzed on the football field. It's organized chaos. You got to know where you're moving and the dance steps and how to be at the proper angle at the right time and what fit and all these type things. You got to know that. And if you don't know that, you can't play. So for Kyle to sit here and say that I'm, and that's what he's been doing. I'm game planning strictly for Jimmy, strictly for Jimmy, strictly for Jimmy, but the other guy can't play. After seeing the other guy play, I think even more so in his head, he's like, okay, the guy can play. Like he, as he said, he played, he went from saying he's not ready to he played well enough to played win, well enough which to means, win. which means he's going to want to sprinkle them in even more. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. No, nothing changed this week. So the football you've been seeing, that is Niners football until he decides I'm going to go this direction and go all in in that direction. Then we can see what brilliance he's going to bring out like we've seen in the past. Because for everyone who says Jimmy Garoppolo isn't this, Jimmy Garoppolo isn't that, he doesn't have the arm, he doesn't have the athleticism. They're averaging 30 points a game with Jimmy as your quarterback. You can't get a first down right now. (laughs) Same dude, same quarterback, same play caller. It's a struggle, bruh. It's a struggle <laughs> to move the chains once. It's a struggle. I'm tired, man. I'm watching a I, lot of bad offense this year. A lot I, of bad offense. I hate bad football. I hate <laughs> I hate bad football. I'm, I'm having to sit here and watch some of these games just mad. I I hate watching. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of college football. That's why I don't watch a lot of college. I don't I don't like bad football. I hate watching bad. I hate watching bad ball. Um, I, I just I just don't like it. I, I don't like it. Um, and be, be, because it's a beautiful game when played correctly. And I get it. I understand it. But that's all I'm saying. I don't think I don't think you are looking at it uh, like the bye week is going to cleanse all and they got to get back to playing Niner football. They're like, bro, no, you, they, look. This is not there, there's yeah there there's another there's another there's another level to this which which you're which you you, you sort of uncovered here. Um whew. I just like making you think, man. I'm I'm just giving you the what if. Man, I could be completely wrong. I'm just no, I'm, that's that's what I'm I'm take it. That, that's, that's a it. lot to take that's a lot to take in. Um because it's it's something that has been circling around, you know, on, you know, social media, things of this nature. And 
I hadn't quite gone that far yet, but now you uncovering this, there it there there's I think that more eyes should be turned into the direction of Kyle. Um Well, I told I told you I have no question, I, I have no no doubts. I'm like you. As far as his coaching ability, Kyle's a good coach. Anyone who wants to sit here and say that Kyle's not a good coach, that's just that's just wrong. His track record shows it's, yeah, that, it's that he's a good coach. His track record shows that he can win with different types of quarterbacks, different types of styles, with different type of offensive players. It's shown. He, the, the guy has been really good in a very tough league for a long time. Long time. I know he can do all of that. This isn't about coaching. What did I say? Decision making. Yeah. Decisions. What are you going to do? What what choices are you going to make? What plan are you going to put in place? There are a lot of different schemes, a lot of different approaches that win in the NFL. The number one thing is the players believing in it. You you know Con- you can go ahead. Con- kind of reminds me of potty training, right? Like it's it's uh damn. Either you go, either you go or get off the pot, right? Yeah, I mean, you gotta. Just, yep, like my mama say, sometimes it's, it's just time to piss to get off the pot. Yeah, yeah. Can't just sit there all day. Yeah, you can't just and, sit there all day. But but back to what I was saying earlier, the what if coaches coaches are paralyzed by they become paranoid by the what if, and and that's that's the, I mean that could be applied to Armstead and Defoe, all of these type things. Because because this what if we sign this guy and he plays well or he plays poorly? It's not as bad as if we don't sign this guy. This number one draft pick, if we don't sign him and he goes somewhere else and plays well. Yeah. They worry about that. So yeah. that's that so it's like listen, let's sign him and give him an opportunity, even though he hadn't played what we wanted him to play. Oh, he just had a good year. Makes sense. And let's hope he does it again. That's that's how it works, man. And so this, so Kyle's got to figure that one out, man. I'm just going to sit back and watch and talk about it with you. T- time now for your keys, ED, keys to the game. You got the Colts and the Niners coming up Sunday night football. Uh, offensive keys, defensive keys, what you got? Um, really simple um, on this one right now. Defensively, continue doing what you're doing. Uh, that's it. We touched on it before, uh, you know, Pass defense is playing well. That combination of what the rush is doing and the guys on the back end, um, um, Marco has those guys playing well. Um, DC Ryan's definitely has um, he's earning his he's earning his checks and he's got those guys playing well. This is going to be a week that is going to definitely be necessary for them to do that. Bosa needs to keep playing. He looks like Bosa. He's back. Not sure. He looks like Bosa. I mean, you know, this guy's five game five sacks. Um, he's um, he, he's not worried about being held anymore. He's getting to the quarterback. You need to continue to do that, harass him. And I think this is a game where they need to get some turnovers. Get some turnovers. Give the offense the short field. Uh, we haven't gotten to the point where I'm, I'm like offense, I mean defense score because the offense can't. But give them some easy possessions. Give them some short fields. Give, help build the confidence of the offense. Defensively, they're good enough to do that offensively we've just been spent a whole show talking about it it's just the plan it's the plan of what Kyle wants to do um how do you want to approach it are you are you going to take the Rashawn Haylock approach and just say I don't have anything to worry about right now so I'm going to just completely focus 
have you taken the have you taken that bye week and this week those two weeks to say let's go all in on 10 and we are going to get this done because you're going against a team spent a lot of time talking to the guys this week up in indy you're going against a team that views you as a really good football team they they view this team as a really good football team they view this team I mean, this is a litmus test for them. They they are coming in feeling like they're not playing well. And the Colts really, truly should be a get right game for the Niners. They can't stop. They're not playing good defense. They can't stop the run. Um, This is a game that they should be offensively. You should be able to get those things going. You should be able to get back on track and play that way. But they are going to be up for this game. So match the emotion. Uh, Don't allow this team to get a lead on you take advantage of the, the, the situations that I think the defense will be able to create against this team um, and go from there. That's what I think you need to do. Don't, don't allow yourself to be a get right game for another squad. Week seven in the NFL to be the Niners hosting the Colts Sunday night football, 5 20 PM local kickoff from the field of jeans. And of course, ED and I, We'll have your recap for you here on the Believe in Podcasts, uh, Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network uh, coming up next week. Um, very interesting, very interesting conversation. Give me a lot to think about, ED. Give me a lot to think about. We shall see what, uh, what, what, what happens coming up this weekend, though, however. We want to continue to remind you to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or follow button, go ahead and hit that like or follow button. Also, you can subscribe right here on YouTube if you're watching us as well. And hit us up on social media. I'm at our Haylock on Twitter. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I am at Watch Ray Ray. He is at Eric Davis underscore 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 underscore. That's four underscores, also known as the number of games Trey Lance has played this season. So there's that. Yeah, played in. in. There you go. So there's that. Uh, Niners and Colts, Sunday Night Football, 5.20 p.m. local time on NBC. They'll have that for you. And so that's going to do it for us here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. For my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We will see y'all next week. We got to bring back Pina Colada. Let's go. Pina Colada time. Let's go. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.